Hello, hello. It is Wednesday. That's the middle part of the week. We don't call it hump day because that's stupid. It is Wednesday, the 29th day of March, almost the end of the first quarter. And uh, I had the wrong information, which I want, I need to correct about baseball's opening day. Because you read oh. one story a month before, and then for some reason, you, an entirely different story pops up. So here is what is the accurate look at that, at least today. This may change tomorrow. I doubt it, though. But the opening day is tomorrow. It's March 30th. Uh, all 30 teams, 15 games, are going to be played on opening day, which will be the first time since 1968. Every team is playing its first game on the same day. Cool. For years, it was a, a tradition that the Reds played, I believe, on a Sunday night uh, in their home park in Cincinnati, and then they it all began the next day. But now it has changed. The Astros open the season at home. They're the world champions from last year, which I bet that no one remembered uh, playing the White Sox. Other highlights, Yankees play the Giants, the Guardians, that's the Indians, play Seattle, and uh, they tried to balance the schedule for 2023 with every team playing divisional games, 52 of those, 46 interleague games, up from 20, and 64 interleague games. This is, uh, uh, no one cares. I'm sorry. And uh, uh, the other changes include, as you probably, if you're a baseball fan, you know this, the bases are bigger, substantially bigger. Oh, that's right. There is a uh, a clock on the pitcher as to how long he has to um, pitch the ball. If somebody is not on base, it's 15 seconds. If somebody is on base, it's 20 seconds. And that proved to be uh, a shortener for games that had gotten too long. Over three hours is too much, even for big fans. So and now that the pitch clock is in effect, the games are moving faster. And last time we checked, they were about 23 minutes shorter than they were last year. So there's that on. And the thing about the shift, which if you aren't a baseball fan, you don't understand. What it means is that the infielders on a team usually have detailed reports upon the proclivities of a hitter, mm-hmm. where they like to hit the ball. Uh, left field, right field, if there's a hit and run on, which means there's a man on first, the guy at the plate wants to hit behind the runner, which means a right-handed batter wants to hit to right field to advance the runner. Is that all clear, Wes? No, I, I follow uh, completely. <laughs> uh, so... Now, uh, before the ball is thrown, there has to be a guy playing second uh, in that position, and the guy at uh, shortstop has to be in his spot. They can't move until the ball is thrown. When the ball is thrown, they can guess at the direction the ball will go in off the bat, uh, which makes things a bit more interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, and so what this does the in the minds of MLB is increase... Uh, is to increase offense, which means more scoring, more runs. They aren't called points, they're called runs. And so we'll see how these rule changes affect the game if they do. I think it'll be great to have these pitchers have to get in there and pitch the baseball and quit dicking around. And, I agree. You know, and quit you know, playing with your crotch and stubbing your toe on the on the on the rubber just throw the damn ball all right putting and, a hex on your t- on your i also heard the ball boy is a robot and he'll come bring you a dip real quick 
Oh wait, that's, I, that's, I, that's I, fake. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it for a bit. <laughs> that that's all for next year. Yeah. So, uh, so baseball is back, and it starts on. Uh, it's it all begins uh, tomorrow. Now, Apple is involved in this, and I guess they attempted something. I don't know what this was. It says Apple is taking a, another swing at live baseball. That's good writing. Announcing an extended version of their Friday night baseball program for, for Apple TV+. Plus. Last season was their first attempt into live sports, and some games were free. This year, only subscribers to Apple Plus will be able to access those games. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone thinks this is, is cool. Um... The MLB Network, I know that they cut back and forth from game to game to game, usually. They have certain games that they play in their entirety, but they'll cut to a game and cut back and forth. And I, the, the biggest confusion now is where to find your favorite team. If it's the Cardinals or the Braves in this area, that used to be easy to do because uh, they were on certain things. Now, maybe TBS and or TNT probably uh, TBS, will carry the Braves games unless new MLB rules have changed that process. The Cardinal games used to be on Fox Sports Northeast, I believe, something like that, but I don't know how that works this year. Um, So the choices of how you find baseball, unless you want to spend a lot of money and buy the MLB package on your cable network and watch every game uh, at your leisure, but it's way expensive. So it is yet to be defined as to how you find your favorite team. MLB may be your best bet bet as to to see what's happening in real time, Uh, but Cardinals and the Braves around here were easy to find. Uh, And the Cubs are always on uh, WGN from Chicago, but they haven't been for a long time. And so the whole thing is kind of screwy. Some of these teams have their own networks, like the Yankees had their own network for the East Coast, but now it's uh, it's a bit confusing. So yeah. for some reason, one game a week on Apple Plus TV, I don't know why that matters to anybody. Well, I guess it depends on the game, and if it's streaming, it's not going to be able to be blacked out in any market. There's that. There's that, too, and that is also a confusing factor because MLB executives have finally learned... Because the rule on the books for, for, I guess, until the past couple of years, and the theory was that because the Cardinals would be be scheduled for a game in the newspaper, and you would go to find it, and it's not there, and it was blacked out because they somehow thought that from Memphis or this area, you could drive to St. Louis, watch the game, and drive home, making them kind of a home team. It's a a four-and-a-half-hour trip a three-hour game, and then then you come back home. It's just stupid. Um, so, and sometimes the, the uh, Reds games, if they had the Cubs or the Cardinals, they were blacked out for the same reason. So they don't know their, their geography at all and don't understand how this works, but the attempts are underway to make more sense of this. However, with opening day tomorrow, they haven't defined anything yet in specific. So... It's going to be up to you to figure it out for yourself and to check your local listings for what is on where. And those listings may be incorrect. We won't know until we get there. But 
Um, the blackout, you're right. Apple Plus, well, they'll be, it's, I, I have no idea. I don't know but how that works. But then again, uh, they're going to have two games uh, on April 7th. They begin that a week from this coming coming Friday. Yes? Well, I looked. I looked. At Car- okay, so the, they play the Blue Jays. The Cardinals play the Blue Jays tomorrow. That says Bally Sports Midwest and Bally Sports Southwest. But if you scroll right. down how to watch St. Louis Cardinals games live in 2023, yeah. the first thing says it on YouTube TV, which not everybody has except for me, you can watch Cardinals games on Fox, FS1, TBS, and ESPN. Uh, so, and then nationally televised MLB games, like you said, air on Fox, TBS, Peacock, Apple TV Plus, ESPN, MLB Network, FS1, handful. You know. How so does Peacock it, come into it? I have. So once again, there's too many places, and ESPN will have. They have a Monday game of the week, I think, and one on Sunday night too, or they used to at least. But there are uh, lots of players, like you just ran down that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, too many places to look for your team. But I guess if you look look in advance, you can find out where they're on. But somebody over the next couple of years is going to buy the MLB package and, and own it and make you pay to watch it. Uh, that's going to happen eventually. That's what's that's where everything is going to be, be going as far as sports except probably for the National Football League because the package would cost too much money for anyone to buy. And now the NFL, uh, NBC, ABC, CBS, ESPN, they all have a piece of that action. And how that works out, I have no idea, but there's so much money involved. That's where it gets confusing. But anyway, uh, the baseball season is back. And the pollen season is back. And I'll take this opportunity right off the tip of the program to tell you about this stuff. Because last night, uh, yesterday, I, I was out in the yard doing stuff not very long. And, of course, your cars, like mine, are covered in light green pollen. And I thought, geez, uh, here we go. <laughs> so I came in the house, and, I, and my throat was, uh, I could almost see the light green stuff in my throat. I can feel it. I took two of these pills and Sid put this picture up on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I got them at Wholesale Nutrition. Quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N with bromelain and vitamin C. I took a light nap about two hours, woke up, it was entirely gone. So I'm telling you, uh, this stuff affects a ton of people in this part and it's just starting this week. So these folks over there at this store on Goodman Road in South Haven, Wholesale Nutrition, has a lot of different things. But this uh, quercetin came um, highly recommended, and I have tried it now three times. Today was the first time, or yesterday was the first time that I did it, and it worked in a matter of hours. Give it a shot. It isn't one for every day, which is also convenient, and it might come in handy if you're going to be getting this stuff in your throat and then your nose and all that, uh, it's going to need to be blown out with something. So, Quercetin, WholesaleNutrition.com, and their store on Goodman Road. Give them a holla if you want to um, look into it more. Any text you have for us, 878-9420. That includes the ones for Lawyer Bill tomorrow on his Ask Lawyer Bill Day. That's coming up. Today we have, uh, we our friend Wes finally got with his wife to begin to watch the first 
part of Daisy Jones and the Six, one of the most talked about streaming shows in a long time on Amazon Prime. He watched episode one, and you thought it was okay. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, looking forward yeah. to seeing how this develops, and I like the framing of the story as the interview and the whole series is basically mm-hmm. kind of a flashback. It's a flashback of 20 years because the band um, actually breaks up in 1977 and they're on top of the world. They have one album. Uh, they are international stars and things fall apart. And the ending is a bit surprprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's based upon a book that was an, a number one hit that I missed somehow. And the screenplay, the, this film, this show, follows the book uh, pretty truly. And so if you Google, will there be a season two, uh, you're going to get some disappointing answers, I'm afraid, unless the author decides there's a way to flesh this out and carry it on. There could be, but it uh, would be... It would go against, I think, what any writer would want to do, which is to, you know, bastardize what they have done, their work that was a hit than a hit TV show. But it's it's so popular, and the music is so popular. We, I'm in fact, have a, we, we have a, a few of the tunes to play for today. We'll play one of them at least. And um, also today, a new Pete Townsend song. I heard it, Wes heard it, and we both went, uh, What? It's very different. Hmm. It's it. it's a country song, kind of. Really, really. Isn't it, Wes? What do yeah, you think? I, that that was my first impression of it. Well, it's um, it's it's pretty good. So, well, we have that and some more. We uh, I thought that it would also be fun on these broadcasts. I I I go down the the YouTube rabbit hole some nights and I find different things. And uh, I began to look into some clips from comedians of the day. Now, in my opinion, just as somebody who watches and and pays attention to this stuff, there just aren't that many people that are doing stand-up that have any power effect. They don't. They just in 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 my little brain right now, there are two people who are on top of the mountain: Dave Chappelle. And Ricky Gervais. And you can find clips of them from their broadcasts on Netflix and things like that. There's also a lady who is hysterical. She was just here out at Graceland, Kathleen Madigan. She is a Midwestern, normal, no real agenda. Uh, Now, Chappelle and Gervais both have very strong opinions on everything which you know if you follow them, and they're hysterical. And Kathleen Madigan is more of a an observational comic about her family and about all of our families and about just life in general. And she is a hoot. I also found uh, some stuff by Mitch Hedberg, which some of you know and some of you don't know. He's been dead for probably 10 years. He had a problem with the heroin. Turns out it'll kill you. Yeah, and uh, it killed him. He was a very funny, kind of a stoner. Very. Um, fun. Uh, he <laughs> he just did these little jokes back to back to back to back to back, just kind of rapping off. Of, uh, and uh, he he was very funny. So I think that we're gonna gonna drop in some of these things, just 
because who doesn't want to laugh some more, huh? And these people make you laugh. And so we'll be playing with some of those things today and tomorrow and on through however long this lasts. So the, that's the deal on this end. So in the meantime, uh, in a minute, I got stories about various things. Uh, a, oh, what's the word? Not surprising, but a uh, international survey done. Uh, I don't know how many folks were involved with these. And there are, there are so many of them that you usually kind of overlook them and you question the how they were done and all that. But there is um, a new survey. I saw this over the weekend. Then I have got a new capsulized little version of it about Americans' confidence uh, right now in America and their life and for what their kids are going to be growing up into. Uh, it's It's pretty interesting how our attitudes have changed considerably over the past let's say 10 years uh, and things have changed a lot that's coming up there's uh, there are other things we'll get to and um, well, I have a dog story next Sid has one about the world's most well, is it the most expensive dog in mm -hmm. the world mm -hmm. uh, great <laughs> I have one about a dog uh, we will we have just various and sundry things so Hang on. Have a great day. Be safe. Text us if you like to, 878-9420. And we'll be right back, and we'll keep going with, uh, with the stories and the entertainment for uh, this Wednesday. This song was a big hit, and I didn't hear it. I guess none of us did for a long time. I'm not sure anybody played it in this town or not, but who knows. The song uh, is called Chapstick. The band is Coin. This is Drake Digital. Great American poets. Where do you want to start? Walt Whitman, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Was he was he from the U.S.? Yes, uh, he yeah, was a Bostonian. E.E. E. Cummings, T.S. Eliot, Robert Frost. list goes on forever. Um, and Andrew Dice Clay. God, the treasure that he is to the poetry <laughs> of American culture. He once wrote a poem that said, there wasn't a woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many kids, her uterus fell out. <laughs> nice. Wow, that is Classic. magic. I thought about that only because of this headline. Great Dane in Virginia gives birth to 21 puppies in 27 hours. Oof. Ouch. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that make anyone's uterus hurt and fall out? Seven. 27 puppies came out of this beast in 21 hours. She's two years old and just aged about eight years doing that. Her <laughs> yeah, name is Namin. Huh? She ought to be done. Yeah, with everything. Dang. Yeah. She began her epic birthing journey last Wednesday. The big dog, and these dogs are huge uh, yeah, and gentle and pretty sweet. 27 hours later, I bet they had to give her ice chips and IVs and talk sweet to her and say, come on, honey. If you've ever had a dog uh, that gave birth, I we had one, my very first golden, my beloved Annie, back in the days of uh, my midtown life. She was pregnant, and uh, it was me and the kids living there, and... I knew that she was close, but I didn't, I didn't, didn't. So one night in the kitchen, she begins to walk in circles and start to licking her 
back area. And I thought, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> and the next thing I know, she is curled up in a corner with a blanket, and out comes little baby puppies. And it, I guess that's redundant, baby puppies. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were little, <laughs> and it was a... Uh, uh, I can't even An experience. Imagine. It was an, an, an experience. So she brought... Uh, 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 two of them didn't make it, but that oh. means that she only had 19 left. All uh, my ass. The proud dog owner said she was surprised with the number of puppies born. They thought she might only spit out 13 or 14. Damn. Well, High expectations. Jeez. <laughs> so um, they were on the bed. She and her, uh, the owner and her, and her, some somebody that she was with. And the dog began to, uh, there was a gush of fluid. I remember that mm -hmm. well. That, that was sweet. <laughs> and then boink. And the picture of these little critters is something else. I should send you this, yeah. this picture, Sid. Because they are all different looking little beasts. Very no, cute. I, and, I and said they aren't all that because, little. Uh, well, Great Danes are so big. I was going to look up how big the how small Great Dane puppies are because the Great Danes are so big. I'm telling you, Lord. They ain't too, they're not too little. No, I said all because I thought you meant two of yours didn't make it when oh, you had uh, I, I think, Annie. I think we had one that... I think yeah. one didn't make it. I've only experienced uh, cat birth. She had gotten uh, some big white husky type dog had gotten in our backyard because um, I I was very confused as to why she was with child. Uh, but then these <laughs> things came out. They were little white and golden pups and they were gorgeous. I bet. And, I bet. But, and, and that was entertaining. And I think she had seven or eight. And that was cute until about eight, ten weeks in when they're all in the backyard. And it is a never-ending mm. uh, parade of puppies <laughs> and puppy shit and puppy peeing mm. and yapping and feeding. And so we managed to get them all, all homes. But we Good. yikes. Yeah. And then, and then got her. I don't know why I didn't have her fixed. That was my bad. But uh, anyway, we'll get this these puppies up there on the Facebook. What is the world's most expensive or high-valued dog? What's this story about? Well, the American Kennel Club says the lifetime cost for small dogs, which live about 15 uh, years, is like 15000 yeah. 15, bucks ish Large, 14480 14, because they're about 10 years. But Forbes says the lifetime of a dog can be anywhere between 17000 and 93000 depending on size and breed and care and just all that. The most expensive dog, and I had to look at the picture to see what it was. I guess they're okay. They sort of have a mane like a lion-ish. The Tibetan Mastiff. Huh. Yeah, Mastiffs they, are, yeah. They're, they're big. Yeah, big they, dogs. They're, I guess, if you didn't have the mane, I'm just not into a dog with a mane, but I'm sure it serves a purpose. Um, but uh, one in 2014, a Tibetan Mastiff puppy sold for almost $2 million in China. Jeez. And wow. I guess they are just, the. Uh, this was, I don't know, the, puppies are like 31 inches and weigh like 200 pounds because, again, they're like thick. In I had a friend that had one, and it's the biggest damned. It's like having a small pony in your house. Yeah, this thing They're looks huge. Big. 
Huge. Uh, another in 2011, one of the puppies sold for 1.5 million. So that's the most expensive. But there's a list of like 10, the top 10. Some we know kind of, and some I don't know that we know what they look like. But if you want to know, we don't own none of the three of us don't own any of these. But do well, you want to I, know? Um, I know that the little one here, Dino, is nine, and he's going strong. Now I bought, I picked mm-hmm. up today their monthly medications, their Heart Guard and uh, the flea stuff, and we've been going to the same vet for twenty something years. And um, now my golden Annie made it to seventeen years old, and as far as you know, retrievers of any kind, it seems to vary. I I don't know how how they how this stuff works out. I think it's how that sh- that they they are cared for if they have medications regularly. But little dogs and big dogs have hip issues. Yeah. Little dogs have ear and eye and face issues. And teeth. Now, Dino has lost a few teeth. I know that. Uh, but when you have dogs, you got to maintain them and take care of them. They're like, yep. they're, they're, I mean, it's like kids. You've got to give them the right meds and have them checked and have their teeth cleaned. We have one going in to have his teeth brushed. If you think I'm going to try that with Ellie Mae, you're out of your mind. That's not she. I mean, I mean, I mean, she's pretty crazy, but even she won't do that with these dogs. Um, but they mean so much to us all. It's impossible not to do everything in your power. I'd go without food to take care of these dogs. Oh gosh, and, yeah. And I, oh Jesus, over the years, how much money I have spent on emergency things that some people wouldn't have done and don't because they just can't afford it. I, there was a, I saw this the other day on the corner of my eye on some channel, the procedures that cost money. And our buddy lawyer, Bill had a dog named Raylan who, what did he eat? He ate something that got entangled in his intestines Oh gosh! and they couldn't get it out. And the dog had to be put to sleep. But the, cost for getting in there and getting it out by a vet was four thousand dollars and so some of these things really can run you into some serious dough and there are some scams too but i i have to trust vets because they they it's a hard gig because they see some sad things and i could not we have a great one though the the the, uh, greenbrook companion animal hospital is on the corner of Goodman Road and State Line, and they are the best, and they've been great to us over the years. We have had animals there that have gone to uh, go to sleep and go away, and that's been heartbreaking. But um, they take care of these animals uh, so well, so they're just the best. Take care of your babies, or your little puppies. Kids, not so much, but the dogs and cats. They can take cats, care of themselves. Yeah, let them figure it out. <laughs> they can survive. Um, but there you go. So that's our puppy story for the day. And Wesley, I, we haven't been down this road in months. The dog you were trying to uh, foster out is not going anywhere. Oh, no. That, that was our, our oh, second big foster fail. So, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the two of them, the, the Polly and the Callie, uh, are getting along great all the time. And uh, awesome. they're, so they're, not, they're not getting split up. So, yeah. Very good. We're having a great time with them. And the, the, when they launch out the door at 100 miles an hour to go tearing yeah. through the backyard, that's always oh, a sight to see. Oh, that's so sweet. 
Yeah, I let, uh, today my wife went to go someplace and she gets nervous when I turn them loose in the backyard. But they, these big dogs have to run. And uh, they were both in their kennels. And I, I, it's like opening up the gate to a horse race. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It, it's everything but the bell. And they shoot for that back door as if fired from a cannon. And they can <laughs> open it themselves. And they video. hit that door and they are out. And I open the gate and they are gone in that yard. And Dino behind them yapping all the way, trying <laughs> yeah, to keep I up. And he, and, and, and he can't keep up. But they run and they poop and they kick their feet and they poop some more and pee and carry on. And just as I'm about to get a little bit tired of it, the wife gets home. And all she has to do is say one word. Get up here. And, they <laughs> and, like, are, and, they're, oh, and then they're up cool. there. <laughs> they run right to her, not to me, but right to her. So that was that was sweet too. All right, uh, let's play some tunes here and come back. What, what do I have here? Let's see. Some TV show news, which is pretty funny. Wes Anderson is a film director who has made some very strange movies. Do you know of his work, Wesley he's or Sydney? He's he's a horror guy. Uh, he's, he's, I believe that's what got him off the ground. Then he did the, um, Grand Budapest Hotel. One of the most Mm. unusual films I've ever seen before. Moonrise Kingdom. They they don't mention any of his horror work. I'm wondering if this is the same guy because he's younger. Wes Anderson. We should do some research on him, but he has a movie coming out with a cast like you've never heard before. Uh, 23 stars, I believe. They, uh, no, it says here there are 21 bold-faced names in this new movie coming out. So we'll check some of the entertainment news and all of that stuff and uh, come back and discuss that in a moment. And we're going to get to the new Pete Townsend song and a tune from Daisy Jones and the Six. First. Scott Weiland and Stone Temple Pilots on Drake Digital. All right, talking about some movies and various things like that, we were confused. I thought the same thing. Wes Anderson, I thought he's the guy that did all that stuff about uh, Freddy Krueger and all that stuff. No, we we were it was Wes who Craven. Wes Craven did that. Wes Anderson makes uh, eclectic, abstract weirdness uh, kind of. And he's made several films, among them Moonrise Kingdom. I don't remember that very much. The Grand Budapest Hotel had a cast of stars, and it was just a strange, strange film. The new one is called Asteroid City. Uh, 21 bold-faced names, many of which have been in his previous films. People pop up and uh, in various cameo shots in some of his work. This one drops on drops. Uh, why did I even <laughs> no, say you that? Did it. <laughs> He's going to drop it, drop it in the floor, and the reels are going to all unfurl and mess up the entire premiere for everybody. <laughs> they don't drop shit. It's being released on June sixteenth. Um, limited release, June twenty third, wide, for however long that is before it ends up on Netflix or someplace. It's being screened at Con a month earlier. The trailer comes out tomorrow. 
French Dispatch was one of his a few years ago, and Asteroid City is the itinerary of a junior stargazer space cadet convention, which Wes would likely have been at were this real, organized <laughs> yeah. to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is disrupted by world-changing events. It takes place in an American town in 1955. The cast includes Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian wow. Brody, Liv Schreiber, Hope Davis, Stephen Park, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, Tony Provolin, <laughs> Jake Ryan, and Jeff Goldblum. Yikes. That's awesome. I love uh, most of those people. There weren't that and many stars in, in, in the Poseidon adventure. <clears throat> now that's that you are dating yourself there, my friend. Um, <laughs> uh, but they're all on this poster. Asteroid City. Uh, only in theaters on June 16th. So is that it a comedy? Is. Uh, his stuff is comedic and bizarre. As I recall from what I've seen, um, uh, Adrian Brody was in the Budapest Hotel. Uh, it's there, he just yeah. does really weird work, um, which is good, and it's just not the normal, normal. Well, because anymore normal doesn't work. It just right. it's well, it doesn't work anymore. I I asked because the first couple of names, I w my brain went to Zombieland. You know, so. I love that movie mm -hmm. too. I know Woody Harrelson. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so that's going to be coming out. Uh, in a minute, we're going to play you. One, it, it, there's never been a movie, a movie or a TV show that spawned a hit album like this one. I guess you could go back to A Hard Day's Night, uh, the other Beatles film. They don't really count, though. The Archies was a TV show, as was The Partridge Family, The Brady Bunch. They had records on the radio, but they weren't uh, they weren't hits. The Archies. Wasn't even a band. Right. Uh, the the guy that sang lead, if I am correct about this, on Sugar Sugar, a number one hit. His name was Ron Dante. How do I know that? I have because my I, I have no idea what I did last <laughs> last five minutes ago, but I know his name, and he sang that song and a couple of more, and then did some songs by himself that were bombs, but as the Archies, they were hits. Um, anything else you can think of, of from a movie or a TV show besides the monkeys that were hit records, although those guys didn't play on those records. They may have towards the end. Um, now, are you talking about like full albums or just hit songs or? Well, the first, the, the first album, I'm trying, there was last train to Clarksville, the monkeys theme. Pleasant Valley Sunday. Many of these uh, some of those songs were, were written by Neil Diamond uh, and yeah. Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart that wrote some of those pop hits. But like every every time A Star Is Born gets remade, it gets a hit single out there. What was the one that Gaga had from the last version? I can't remember the name, but I just remember that there was one, and there was you know, yeah. one from the one in the seventies, and The Rose was a was a hit. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Any, yeah, yeah. So. Well, but 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 never in my memory has a show uh, like this one, 
Daisy Jones and the Six on Amazon Prime, a 10-part show, uh, ever spawned an album uh, and, and a few tunes that has gotten so far 30 million downloads. Well, now and see, still counting. We, we have all overlooked something because none of us watched it, but Glee TV show put out a oh, ton of albums about with that. a lot of hits. I, I, I guess I, I thought that Glee was really good the first year. It was unusual and it was it was different TV. But I can't think of anything that is an enduring hit. And in 10 years, these won't be either. But this television show, which many of us that are jaded already bad enough, thought this whole thing was a bunch of crap. But it's it's not. It's a really well done show based upon a hit book. In a minute, we're going to play you one of the songs. Uh, out of context, if you have watched the show and have watched the talent that was in that band, and those were just kids that were actors that went and into these little band camps and learned how to play, they may have had some experience, I'm not sure. But Riley Keough is the, is the star of this show. She's Daisy Jones. And a guy named Sam Claflin um, his, is her male counterpart. And it's a little bit inspired by Fleetwood Mac, by Stevie and by Lindsay, I would think. And the basic premise of the show is that they've been broken up for 20 years and would be 97. Uh, and they are doing a look back at their career. And they had a brief career a number one album, a number one hit song, and then they broke up. Um, but it's an interesting thing. So we'll play this song in a minute. First, a show that came back on Sunday evening on HBO. And I came into this one late, too, and watched all the seasons uh, last year sometime. Succession on HBO. If you've watched it, you know what it's about. Um, if you don't know who uh, Brian Cox is... If you saw his face, you'd know who he is. He was in some of the Bourne movies. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's an 80-ish uh, man, uh, Scottish, uh, an incredible actor. The show is about uh, the dad, uh, Logan Roy, who is a billionaire owner of an empire of a media outfit, not unlike Disney with theme parks and, and news networks and all that kind of stuff. Um, the content would suggest it's more of a Fox News Network kind of a thing. But the point is, he has four children who are all unique and strange and messed up in their own ways. So he is aging, and um, they have been vying now, I guess, from the start of the show for... Who replaces the old man when he dies? And they're talking about, uh, I mean, a lot of money. And they're trying to acquire other companies. And it's a cutthroat, ugly look at the lives of the rich and vengeful. And it is a trip. Succession is the show. So Brian Cox uh, did an interview. This show came on Sunday night and broke the record for... Uh, their viewership from last year. Over 2 million people watched the show. It's uh, one of HBO's most watched shows ever. And I watched the first one, and they'll be doing a new one every Sunday. 
So Brian Cox, uh, the language in this movie is uh, is not safe for work, but it's how most people talk. They take it to excess. Uh, but he talks about the one request he gets from fans all the time. Before this show came on, if you saw him in a restaurant in New York, you'd go, oh yeah, that's that guy from, and you'd have no idea where. Now you know where he is from. And his signature line is, fuck off. <laughs> that's what he says to everybody pretty much, what? fuck off. <laughs> And so he uh, was in a video interview that came out this past weekend. And uh, he was asked about that retort that he uses quite often. He then began to act out an interaction with a fan asking him, can you please tell me to fuck off while holding up a camera to his face? <laughs> and, uh, and so he says, uh, quoting here, what the fuck? Why should you, why do you want me to tell you to fuck off? He asks. Well, there must be something really deep into that, he quipped. We've reached a whole level that we're not really aware of where we're going up and asking a guy on TV to tell you to fuck off, he says with a smile. Uh, then he says, human beings are so stupid. Then he burst into laughter. <laughs> that's, uh, that's he great. isn't wrong there. Uh, he said it's not the easiest thing for him to do because he doesn't want to say fuck off to somebody and be mean. He says that uh, after this program began, he was doing a, um, a show on the stage in New York. He was playing LBJ in a theater. And he came out one night and there was a young couple, uh, about 17, and they had a video in the audience, and I guess this is after the show. And they said, uh, Mr. Cox, sir, would you please look at our camera and ask us, or tell us to fuck off, please? He says, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> Despite, now here's the kicker of the whole thing, though. Despite what seems to be his reluctance to do this, he doesn't have a problem saying it to some people especially if you want to pay for it. Okay. Oh, yeah. For $689, oh, you can have Brian Cox tell you, or uh, Logan Roy, to fuck off in your own personal video on the platform Cameo. $689? That That's a weird number. Way too it, much. Let's, <laughs> let's just say 700 But he will sit there and I guess with a cameraman and a makeup guy and tell, hey, you, Wes, fuck off <laughs> for, for $700. If somebody really loves the show and they have a best friend or family member and they're like turning 50 or turning 60 or some big deal, maybe I can see getting yeah. that for somebody. You know, well, it's funny as hell. This, this, <laughs> but... past, this past week, I don't think he did it one time. I, I think that he, he may be finding it to be a bit uh, cliche and maybe they should kind of back off. Uh, but that was his his thing. He is a, a grumpy, old, a curmudgeonly, um, <laughs> a billionaire actor, does not give a about anything. And he he's a great actor. And in this role, he is a hateful old son of a bitch. And his kids all hate him.
and love him at the same time. And it's it's a you know it's it, it goes both ways because they're all little scum wanting to get his money. So anyway, it is a good show though. Succession uh, tonight is week three of Ted Lasso on Apple Plus, and I'll encourage you again because I was hesitant, uh, but the show Shrinking is extremely funny and well done. Harrison Ford, you don't think about somebody being, he just isn't ever funny. I just, I never liked the guy, but he is hysterical in this show. And uh, who's the other guy that I said yesterday? Um, shit, who's the star? Oh. Uh, Jason Segal, Siegel. Jason Siegel. He yeah. is called Shrinking. Uh, and they're both shrinks. And Harrison Ford oh. plays a guy that's about 80 or uh, upper 70s. He's hysterical. It's really funny. So uh, those can be your things to look at if you'd like to do that. Uh, and on the note of Daisy Jones, let's play one of these songs. Uh, the first one we decided, uh, the one that uh, that I guess that uh, Billy Dunn is the, the guy that plays, he's the character in the show. He wrote the song, and then he and Daisy have a very difficult um, time getting started together as a writing team, and she changes the words, and but it becomes their their biggest hit. But when you hear it out of context and hear it in a forum like this, the other song from the show that, that is a hit is a better tune, Wes and I thought, and mm -hmm. Sid may agree too. Let's play this. This is Daisy Jones and the Six. The album is Aurora, and it is the number one album in many parts of the world because of a TV show on Amazon Prime. Um, strange, strange events. Regret Me, Daisy Jones and the Six. This is Drake Digital. All right, a few tunes there from Daisy Jones and the Six. If you haven't watched it and you think it's probably dumb, it's not. Um, it... It could have easily been dumb, but I think that because it's based upon a hit book, that they did not stray too far from the plot lines in that book is why it's so good. That and the fact that Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter, is remarkable. Mm -hmm. And her uh, co-star in the thing, Sam Claflin, who's a British dude, who is as pretty as she is. I have a crush on uh, him. He's, he's, a, he, he's, a, he's a gorgeous guy. And he's based upon, I'm guessing, Jackson Brown for his looks. But their relationship is based upon kind of, well, let's say, Lindsay and uh, Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. But who knows? It's a, it's, it is well done for what it is. It's nothing more than what you see. But it's, it's good. And it begins back in the early 70s, and it's done by the late 70s. And this show is a reflection of 20 years after the fact where they are now. So uh, it's, it, uh, it, it really is worth the time. And the band's good, and that is them playing it, uh, or they're playing those songs. But I also want to know how they got, if that crowd in Soldier Field in Chicago is oh, CGI yeah. or if it's real. Wes will see that. Yeah, because yeah, mm. it was a packed house in this gigantic football field. And it looks pretty real, but then again, it might have all been, you know, painted in there by, by <laughs> taking magicians. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, yeah. Right. I'm uh, surprised. But it's a, 
It's a real crowd. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned one of your favorites, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, you know what? I uh, uh, when I first saw him, I went, "What?" <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> why are you in this show? Um, Perfect for it, though. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is going to always, probably much to his displeasure and chagrin, he will always be Raylan Givens from Justified. I don't care what he does. And he did that uh, that little show with Drew Barrymore that was um, really good and showed a different uh, side of him totally, a comedic side. And he was, what was that show called? The Santa Clarita Diet. That's oh, what yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, she yeah. was a vampire, and oh, he was her yeah. husband. Zombies. Yes. Yeah, I watched like That's the first right. episode of that, and it just didn't grab me. Um, oh, Wesley, it was good. I, I kept. <laughs> I, I mean, I was uh, just, uh, just destroyed to see him in this goofy ass role in a in, in some zombie show, but I kept <laughs> watching it. But he did this, I think, intentionally to break the mold of being this, you know, badass cowboy. Yeah. And he did it, and uh, did a fantastic job with his, you know, comedy skills, and it worked out really, that, that show had about three seasons. It was really good. Mm -hmm. I think he picks and chooses his roles very carefully. And or he is so typecast um, as maybe, Raylan yeah. that that may be the problem. He was in the, uh, the uh, Tarantino film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he played a cowboy character. And so when I saw him as a road manager, of big name bands in Daisy Jones, I went, nice wig, you know, I know. first of all. Uh, God, <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> I uh, and, and, and he's being real hip happening, and now it's the early 70s, and he's a real hot shot. And then he goes on to become their road manager. And he does pull it off, uh, but his, just the mannerisms and, and the way that he, that, that he talks is, so Olafonte and so you know Raylan like <laughs> that you just can't get away from it. But it's funny. Yeah, it's uh it is an interesting thing. All right, uh Wes has some other techie things. Uh click to cancel. I let's see what this is about. I um there's a bunch of different things about technology in the news today. Let's go with that one first. Yeah, this is a bill that is trying to make its way, I guess, out of committee or get uh, formed up. Or uh, it's something that the no, check that it's something the FTC is uh, is proposing. The Federal Trade Commission. They're just behind it. Is they're saying that canceling any subscription, anything you're subscribed to, should be just as easy as signing up for the service. Because, uh, yeah, a lot of places you can go online, you can fill in some fields, click a couple buttons, and you are signed up and good to go. But when yep. you want to cancel, you have to call these places sometimes, sit on hold, endure being, mm -hmm. you know, them trying to, you know, retain you or upsell you or something before you can yep. finally get it canceled. And it's just the kind of chore that people don't like to do. And that's what some of these subscription places depend on, just making it too hard to you know, quit it that people will just put up with losing $5 or whatever a month. So the click-to-cancel rule would require any seller to make it as easy for consumers to cancel their enrollment as it was to sign up and 
just get rid of those never-ending struggles to cancel these unwanted subscription payment plans. And well, no, we've all done it. So I'm trying to think. Have you had an experience where you had a hard time canceling something, Wes, and then getting it back? Off the top of my head, the only yeah, actually, there was a there's a uh, online service that I've got that is supposed to it's a virus shield and driver update uh, kind of service. And I wanted to use a different one, but I tr I thought I canceled it, uh, but it wouldn't actually cancel the way I thought it would, and I had to call these people, and it was it was a whole mess. Hmm. So yeah, I um now I'm talking about streaming services, for example. Now, um, I have been told it's almost impossible to cancel Amazon Prime, but because it used to be ninety nine bucks, now it's one thirty nine. That's probably a not a bad kind of a jump in price from year to year, um, but it's really hard to cancel. I've been told. Although if you get on Amazon, it's uh, it is impossible to get to a person there on the phone. I, I it's it's just not a doable thing. Now with Apple Plus TV, here's my dilemma with that. And now we have I don't know how many TVs in this house. The one in my office, maybe the newest one. Um, the one in the bedroom is the oldest one. Now, in the places where the apps, the pictures are for Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, Peacock, the Apple Plus app used to be there, and now it isn't there. And that began my quandary as to how you know, what's wrong with this. Now, in the kitchen, uh, it's on the small TV in there. It's on the big one in the front room. But we, uh, my wife doesn't watch that kind of stuff, and only I do. So I called them one day to try to understand why the app in the bedroom TV wasn't there anymore. And I went round and round for an hour with a bunch of arrogant pricks with that Apple attitude. And no offense if you like Apple. Uh, but uh, what I got out of them was, if you don't have an Apple TV, you can pretty much kiss their ass. And they didn't really care about my issue. And this one lady who I got back to finally said, you ought to just, you know, cancel this and then re-up when you want to get back on it. I said, fine, good idea. Well, what I finally came to understand was, is that the smart TV of 10 years ago ain't that smart anymore. <laughs> and that's yeah. why it won't do Apple Plus on that on that TV. Now, the one in my office, um, I resubscribed for Ted Lasso and some more shows that are coming up, and it came right on. Now, in the kitchen, I tried it over the weekend, and that wouldn't work either. I need to go to activate.apple.yourmother.com oh. or something. Uh, so I haven't done that yet. It's a pain in the ass. But um, so this Netflix, is Hulu, perhaps, or now Hulu. I was having a problem with Peacock and a login or some shit. And I, and I um, was it Peacock? Anyway, that messed up my login to Hulu. So I had to get online, I think, and change the pass. No, it was, it was Disney Plus. I had problems with that. And Hulu is hmm. under that umbrella. So I had to reset passwords for Disney Plus which then um, made Hulu work as well. 
So you don't know who owns what anymore and how many passwords you're sharing. Uh, Netflix has hammered down on that. But I do know that you know, when they're connected like this, it's hard to sometimes cancel. Right. But and you can pretty much, you know, Google anything and learn how to do it, which right. is a sad thing. But yeah, but you shouldn't actually have well, to. And that's part of the reason behind this uh, FTC proposal, who go on to include that uh, if you if you try to cancel it, the sellers uh, are not going to be allowed to try to pitch additional offers or modifications to you unless they ask you first, do you want to hear about additional offers oh, good. or, or modifications? Annoying. And if you say no, then they have to immediately just proceed with the cancellation. It also includes uh, tactics like dark digital patterns and uh, where, where basically they make the buttons uh, that will cancel out like a pop-up ad very yeah. very hidden it'll it will address that and misleading links that are designed mm. to manipulate people away from canceling the subscription and so they're gonna the ftc is going to take comments on this proposal 60 days after it's published which is coming up here in a little bit and once it's open everyone can submit their own comments and i suggest a lot of people make a lot of comments about push this through please Xfinity is the very worst at upselling you. The very worst. They will try to push stuff on you on the phone, and it's it's remarkably annoying. And they're they're biggies at that. But I also have learned because I have have my my son's got something. He bought a new TV. It's as big as I don't know what, and he he has everything contained on the one television, and he has every streaming service on the TV, within the TV. I have no idea how this works. But I. But the point is, if your TV is older, some of these things are going to, they just won't work. I can't get the closed captioning to work on uh, Peacock. And I'm trying to watch my boy John Wick. And, ah, and, your, uh, new, yeah. your new favorite. My, my <laughs> new hero, the non-acting, but he, he's a killing machine. It's just like a live cartoon. Uh, but the... But the but but the sound is they they mumble through this entire thing. They do. And I I can't tell a freaking word they're saying, but boy the gunshots are mighty loud, and the action <laughs> is great. But what are you saying? He doesn't say much except yes. Or, he kind of is quiet no. anyway. You know. He can't In real life. act. He doesn't have any dialogue. He can't he can't do do them words right. He isn't an actor. But boy, can he uh, he can kickbox and karate <laughs> boy, and shoot Jake shit likes and... him now. <laughs> I like the That's movie great. because of the action. I just like the action factor. It's not boring. There is nothing to really give that much thought to. It's just no, I know him, him killing eighty guys in about two minutes. You know, it's just. I, and I thought that John Wick Four was already out, but no, it isn't out yet. So that kind of bummed I me. I keep out. seeing them hype hype it though. But let me ask you one thing back to your stuff that when you couldn't find Apple Plus. So even when you like scroll over to my apps, it wasn't popping up in there? Or is uh -uh. there a way for you to do that? That's weird. If I well, say because... Apple Plus TV into my remote, yeah. it'll come up, but it indicates that I'm not signed in and I don't belong. Oh, that's weird. Well, because sometimes, and I don't know why, I have YouTube TV, which you don't, but 
you have to go, you have to scroll over through the apps, you know, Netflix, Prime, Amazon Music, whatever you have, to get to YouTube. And then under YouTube, you scroll down and there's YouTube TV. Sometimes it doesn't well, show so I've got to go to right. so I've got to go to my apps to find YouTube TV. So that's the reason I brought it up because you might good tip that might well, help you. Maybe and, I'll yeah. try and look at that. And I'm pretty sure that John Wick Four is in theaters now. Uh, uh, maybe sure. it's not. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Yeah, on John the TV Wick. Yet. John Wick Four. Oh yeah, it's not on TV. It, it was just released yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago. So so like it'll be on probably tomorrow. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> we'll get it won't take long it won't take long for it to be there um you had something else uh in the techie world was it twitter or did sid have that i can't remember now well that's why we send you list so you and, uh, oh apple is rolling oh, out yeah. something uh, back to apple they're, yeah, they're... Uh, buy now pay later service i don't trust them what are they doing yeah, well, and I'm, as I'm waiting on my Apple computer to bring the story up, which it's up, it's just sitting here waiting. But basically, like some other uh, services or companies that I had never heard of, and when it comes up, I'll tell you what they are, have this, they offer this, but it's, it's you have to, uh, which you won't want to do, and a lot of people won't, but a lot of people, it'll be convenient. You have to get an app, you have to connect it to your bank account. No way. And and that way, it's not like you're getting out a credit card to pay for this or that. Now, the thing is, and the story still isn't pulled up, but I'm, I'm, I think I'll remember it. The thing is, is that if you are late making a payment, and it doesn't penalize you. It just keeps you from being able to do it anymore. So there's not a fee, no, I guess, but that. it might only no. be like one, ch one chance, one shot thing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why it's still it's still pulling up, but anyway, that that's basically it, again. It'll be convenient for some. Other people will be like, whatever. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, um, and it's kind of like Apple Pay, I think. Oh, good. The site can't be reached. Well, f off. <laughs> um. Anyway, gosh damn. It really doesn't um, want you to take a close look at it. Honestly. I know. <laughs> right. I'm bad mouthing it, so it's uh, not. So it's getting me back. Anyway, so well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's basically. Uh, it. That's yeah. That pretty much. I th I would run for my life from that stuff. <laughs> I ain't linking up anything to my. No, that's not going to ever happen. <laughs> not yeah. going to ever happen. I'm not paying for a damn thing with some little thing on my phone to anybody for coffee or for food. It's not going to ever happen. I don't trust it. It's there's too much. All right, and Wes has one too in a minute about um, uh, the a metaverse is the first thing to go with Disney's they're going to fire 7,000 people this week so I don't know what this means but we'll find out uh, what Bob Iger and Mickey Mouse are up to in a minute first great tune from Ryan Adams this is Drake Digital there's more stuff uh, as usual in the world of technology um, there's so many different places to go with this I didn't see anything about chat any of the AI chatting upgrading doing uh, we're going to all die from robots stories today. Uh, I do know that um, the Disney company has had some real issues and Bob Iger as discussed before he may be one of the only names that the average person might know as being a CEO of a big company because he's been there I think two or three times and left every time and then been brought back in when they F it up but it's a pretty uh, a supremely huge international 
brand and um it's huge there there's movies there's their tv channel there are theme parks and they're firing seven thousand people this week they got problems and uh, they also have kicked down uh some of the prices for the parks because they were just undoable for most families and on a side note before we get to wes's new story about this they are also uh, giving both middle fingers to that nazi in florida ron DeSantis and his activities over the over gay people and lgbtq and the treatment of them and uh, and banning books and just being a horse's ass in general uh, but bob Iger and disney have retorted with uh i think it's great personally if you don't like it uh, tough shit, get your own show uh but explain what disney is doing for oh, yeah. Yeah, this. this this is this shows Bob Iger's style like nothing else because yep. the Reedy Creek Development Board or whatever but that Disney ran was disbanded and there's a board that is running things now that are handpicked people by Ron DeSantis in there overseeing Disney area actually they only get to they have they have a very limited area about what they can control and that's like roads and sewers and public works right. things not what mm -hmm. disney does or their programming or the park policies in any sort of way so instead of you know getting on i don't know the talk show circuit or offering you know news bites or whatever to, uh, you know uh, you know countering what was done bob Iger has had disney host the i think world's largest uh, <laughs> lgbtq conference about inclusion diversity and equality at the disney world properties in florida oh awesome i think it's fantastic you you you, know, you don't want to say gay guess who's coming to town <laughs> buses full i I think it's great. I, you know, I, I, um, I think it's wonderful. And I and think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it is a, a, a marvelous statement on, I don't know. We're not all the same. People are different. No, and, they, and you that's know, it's, just it's, wonderful. It's just, it's, it's, it's a great thing to see. So for all the jobs being lost and Bob Iger having to cut heads off and fire people and all that stuff, that's his job. And, but this is a social commentary on what he thinks is a ridiculous, insensitive, stupid move by by the governor of a state, and um, and th that you, whole thing. It, you it, just it, can't, as one person, impose your beliefs and will on everybody else. It's just not how it's supposed to work. And you know, he's. It's not even that. It's all on the state of Florida's part, all completely hollow because they don't want Disney to go away. Disney no. brings right. in a huge amount of money, but they have to convince the local voters that they're standing up against wokeism. That yeah. you know, bugbear of a term that doesn't mean anything like what they think. Anything. And yeah. so this makes them look good, but now Disney has raised the stakes and basically called their bluff on it. I wish I had kept an article yeah. that I did not from last week that um, laid out and described the history of this word I have come to hate, woke. And uh, in the past month or so, several TV stations, are these TV networks, have had on politicians. 
and they've asked them to describe and define the word woke. What it led to was awkward uhs and ahs because they don't know how to define it. The word woke, the origin of it is over 100 years old. And it was used uh, back in certain times to describe the suppression of minorities. And that's the origin of the word woke. Uh, I'm not sure how it was used in a sentence back then, but it's not anything new. But it is turned into a, and the, the other fun new word that everybody is using is weaponizing. We're going to weaponize this and that and the other. It's a politician word. But the wokeism and the woke concept is not anything new. Uh, the, but some have made it uh, a new verb, a new uh, whatever it is, to describe things that they don't agree with. Wokeism means that you're, well, you know, once again, if you're woke, it seems like you'd be awake. The opposite would be to be asleep and or dead. Uh, but woke is not a new word. The usage of it in this day and time uh, is has been has been overused, misused, and they don't even know what it means when you ask Marjorie, "What's her nuts green?" What it means? She has no idea what it means. It just sounds cool, and it's one of their new things. It's, so it's their it's their new the new buzzword, the new yeah. the, term for you know, the things bear. we don't like. Things we don't like. Exactly right. So what is this uh, meta thing that's going to be going away with <laughs> Disney and them? Speaking of things that uh, people evidently don't like, one of them is, seems to be metaverse. Despite the Zuck's best hopes for it, the Disney people are pulling out of all their projects that they had started with Oops. the metaverse in mind. It is wow. part of their big uh, planned layoffs that are going to cut about 7,000 total jobs. This according to a Wall Street Journal report. The division that was going to be doing metaverse stuff was titled Next Generation Storytelling and Consumer Experiences Group. And the, they were going to be doing... Uh, metaverse strategies. They were going to be talking about trying to design fantasy sports, theme park attractions, and other just experiences for people to do in mm. the metaverse virtually Disneyland. And they throw out some possibilities like if you wanted to uh, get married at Digital Disneyland, or if you wanted to tour the backstage areas virtually, those kind of things is what they had in mind. Or watch, you know, Mickey's mousers take on donald's doomers in a baseball game featuring all disney characters that's the kind of thing that, but that's the kind of thing yeah. that you, you could do in the metaverse oh. and it would it would probably look real cool once they got all the bugs worked out but disney's saying nope we need to cut some jobs and save some money and this is a great place to start right here so the so so disney had a contract with uh zuckerberg and it, and, uh, it, it doesn't say that. It just says like they were they were planning about what they could do and how they could use the metaverse that uh, is out there, and they've decided that it's just not worth the bother and the money. So the metaverse is. Um, does Zuckerberg does he own that name? I and is, is he the only one that uh, that can provide? Whatever it is that they provide, um, I don't understand I, that either. I think but it, it's I been think a total his, failure so far. I think his the basic idea behind it is it's kind of like a platform, 
So pe people who can invest the resources into making like real estate developments on this metaverse platform are can you know, set their own thing up. Uh, I'm trying to think of an easy to understand example of this. Like if like the metaverse is the mall and Zuck owns the land and the building and a couple of the stores and other people who wanted to could go and open their own stores in the big mall that is the metaverse. Okay, that makes sense. That and, makes sense, yeah. And so but Disney like, has decided they are not going to have one of the end cap buildings after all. They don't need it. Okay, good. Which good. is good. So, but like Wes, the thing you have and the thing we have at my house, the, the Oculus, the, Oculus the, v, the virtual reality thing you put on your head mm -hmm. that you can play games, that's not owned by Facebook. No. Right? Uh, is that a PS5 thing? No, uh, I don't remember. There are various kinds, aren't there? And there, there various are brands. There, yeah, yeah there, there are different kinds. So. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think the Oculus might be related to uh, Facebook and Meta because that's what pops up every remember. time I log in to go exercise. Oh, I by cannot remember. Things. Well, okay, well, um, and one more before we, we're going to play you a, um, uh, a piece of comedy from Ricky Gervais in a moment, because he is, he is very outspoken about uh, social media, and how, as somebody put it, it wasn't him, some weeks back, is that social media is our current form of genocide, and it's hard to argue with that in, in some ways. Less than a day after Elon Musk implied that Twitter users might soon be only seeing tweets from paid subscribers in their default feed, whatever any of this means, the billionaire was forced to clarify that posts from account users follow will still be visible too. This is one more instance of him having to walk back something that, that he has said as he has clumsily, he acquired this thing uh, it is dropped in value from $44 billion to $20 billion. That's not good. I saw somebody put some hating uh, comment on uh, one of our things about something. Uh, F you too, by the way. Uh, the Twitter uh, For You tab, the first screen that users see when they open the app, curates tweets by using an algorithm, whatever that means. That means it, it can surface between uh, the, the tweets from people you don't follow. Late Monday, Musk said the For You tab will soon only recommend people who pay for the premium Twitter Blue service, which got people a little bit wound up. And he had to, he said on April 15th, only verified accounts will be eligible to be in For You recommendations. Uh, that's the only way, he says, to stop the AI bot swarms from taking over the entire presentation, I suppose. Uh, but I, he's trying to alter his approach to that now. People that have the free blue check mark, which are government officials, uh, celebrities, members of the media, and other high-profile users, would lose that free service in April unless they paid eight bucks a month. William Shatner, of all people, <laughs> Bill... Uh, he just, uh, he's, he is something else. He just won't die. He clashed with Musk on Twitter over the weekend when uh, Shatner didn't like the idea of paying for the check mark. And, you can't, and so, uh, so he said, hey, Elon, what's this about the blue checks going away unless we pay Twitter? I've been here for, for, for 15 years giving my time 
and witty thoughts all for nothing. Now I gotta pay for something <laughs> you gave me for free. You go, Captain. So yeah. Man, he was so good in Star Wars and he is still going on strong. And Musk responded to Shatner by saying, It's more about treating everyone equally. There shouldn't be a different standard for celebrities. Oh, Elon, look in the mirror. What do you you aspire to be a star? That's why you're where you are. And you're rich and you're smart. Uh, but this whole thing pissed people off. But in the next five years, people, anything that you want to see, listen to, or hear is going to cost you a monthly fee. It's just the way it's going to be. And that's why social media is it the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. There are varying thoughts. Ricky Gervais did a bit from his recent uh, Netflix special about social media. And his, he's on it a lot for various reasons. He, in this five-minute segment, and I think he's one of the funniest and smartest people that are, that's out there in the world. His, his, his work is magnificent and smart and kind in some places. And he just, he doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks, which is why I think he's so popular. He's talking here about Twitter. Now, notice uh, in this segment that he goes from one extreme to the other about the uses of Twitter and how he has used it before and how he has used it in a different way entirely. Just to show you the possibilities for Twitter and for this entire social media process in general. This is Ricky Gervais. Check this out. Uh, tomorrow is Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday, 878-9420 is where you text us to ask Bill a question about your legal issues. He'll be happy to give you advice and direct you to somebody who can if he can't. So 878-9420 uh, for Lawyer Bill tomorrow. Do you have some mentions of him or something else on the thing, Sid? Yes, we've gotten some questions for him. And on the text line, a couple. Uh, Evan says, Spotify, since we've been talking about AI so much and the chat GPT and all that kind of stuff, Spotify now has an, has an AI DJ that knows your name and plays like a real radio station tailored for you. It's creepy and awesome at the same time. Huh. They've already okay. had that. If you, if you look up a band that's not necessarily mainstream or even if they are, our mainstream down down below it there is um if you look up um i don't know uh, tom petty mm -hmm. and tom petty pops up down below that there are two albums at least one of them has uh about 25 or so songs by tom petty next to it is an album um and they call it like tom petty radio and it is a bunch of bands that are similar in style to Tom Petty that they assume you would like. And they and they're usually pretty much, you know, right on the money. So I don't know what this new DJ thing is, but they've had yeah. that for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't if want someone talking wins. to me about about the damn songs. That, this is <laughs> actually something different because like we what you were just describing, it's going to play artists that are similar to Tom Petty. But, yeah, now, that you think you might like. But if in like the case where I've got uh, playlists that have a thousand songs from all yeah. kinds of different genres, and right. 
that's what he's talking about is that AI is going to look at my playlist that I've selected and made deliberately chosen all of these bands. And it's not, it's going to pick from all of that oh, instead of just picking from you. one band. So if, you know, the Rush radio is going to sound very different than Lime Garden radio or Metric radio. Okay. Yeah. You just lost me there. <laughs> those are those are other bands. So is Lime Garden akin to Soundgarden? Are they brothers? No, they're uh, <laughs> they're a band from I think Bristol, England. That is kind of new and just has about uh, seven singles out. Hmm. Oh, Learn okay. something new from Wes every day. Yeah, man, I, he's he's always <laughs> got something going on. Man, it's that's that's good stuff. Well, thanks, Wes. Oh. And now I'm going to go get me one of them Lime Garden T-shirts. I think real quick. Lime. I think you should be in. Lime. Uh, on that note, really quick before I read two more, I have to remember to tell you guys about a band called Gladdy that we are into. Okay. All right. Uh, Elizabeth says on the TV note, I'm enjoying shrinking. Great to see Jason Siegel back and Harrison hits his comic mark too. He is. He. I never saw him as being funny at all, but he is hysterical. And it's a, it, as always, is about the writing of these shows. And how the actors interpret their 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 uh, dialogue, and these guys kill it. Everybody in the show, every character is dead on. They're so good, and the repartee is fantastic, and the lines are fantastic. I'm not sure if they're ad libbing at all, improving, but Harrison Ford is funny, and uh, so is Jason Segel, and it's touching, and it's it's just really a great piece of work. There's a new show. I didn't look it up. I should have. Um, and now the, even the damn actor's name has left my brain. Irish guy. Somebody help me. It, the <laughs> new show premieres on Apple Plus tonight. Oh, I don't It's a series. It. He was in Bridesmaids with Kristen Wiig. All right. That's something. Um, son of a bitch. Um, Irish. He's guy. been in some stuff. He's. He's a great actor. He's done pretty oh, much. Oh, oh, oh! Not call. No, not Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Oh. He he's so good, and he's been in some things. Not anything that was ever huge. I don't remember. I don't think. I think he picks his roles pretty carefully. But he, I read the review of the show and made a note to look it up because I didn't do that. But that premieres on Apple Plus tonight. Chris O'Dowd. He is Irish and. Can either oh, play straight or oh he he was um, he was the priest in Saint Vincent with Bill Murray. Oh gosh! And um, he was funny as hell in that a pretty brief role, but he was really good in that. And so he's in this new show and the plot line. I kind of loved the entire concept, but I like him a lot. So Apple Plus really makes good decisions. I'm not a giant fan of their entire approach to stuff. But as far as TV, they have really churned out some incredible stuff. And they keep on doing it. So um, there's Ted Lasso tonight, week three of that. The new show with O'Dowd. And then I guess they've already done 10 shows of Shrinking. So... There's one for you to watch if your TV will work for it. They're so uppity, your TV gets dumb and they can't handle it. So that's uh, from a previous story. 
What else did you have? Uh, we were talking about, you were talking about you killed a mosquito already, and it's too freaking early. Right. And Susan has already killed three or four in her uh, kitchen. Um, I, uh, some people were, <laughs> you know, last night was the you, when you could see the planets line up by the moon. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I kept going Loved outside. It. I kept going outside and looking, and it was so clear that I could see four and that I was pretty sure. But I thought they were going to be in a line. They were in a semicircle, and then all these stars started. And I would get every five minutes as it got darker. I went out and see, and I started seeing stars. I'm like, well, crap! Which ones are they? I think I knew. And then my my my, I took my son out, and he pointed. So anyway, some people were making. I made a post about it because some people, so some people were making fun. Well, that's but, cool. You know, I just yeah. So I, I just things like that. I think people want to know. Any time, step outside anytime, for five minutes, regardless of age or anything. You bring up Uranus, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> yes. Words yeah, to but, live by. All right. Yeah. They, and and, they... and it, you know what? Oh my gosh. What, Speaking Sid? of that, even yesterday, Hoda and freaking Al were laughing because he talked about the planets lining up and he said Uranus and somebody got a laugh out of it. And she goes, I just wanted to make you say that again. And I'm like, what? On the Today Show? Really? Grow up. Really? Grow are up, we 12? People. Yes, we, we are. Were yes, we are all twelve still. I know. I know. Okay. So, uh, briefly, before we, we have the new Pete Townsend song to play for you. I mm-hmm. uh, hope you enjoyed Mr. Uh, Gervais. I think the guy is um, he's remarkable. He has, by the way, uh, I meant to look this up too. I'm just not doing my damn job. Uh, he is on a podcast. I um, on occasion go to Spotify. But I'm usually tied up doing stuff with with music or with topics for this little waste of time here. He is the co-host of a podcast. Uh, it's an Apple podcast. Um, it's called Absolutely Mental. And he is on there with a guy who is, I think, one of his longtime friends. And the guy is a neuropsychiatrist or he's a... He's a, a, a brainiac of some kind, and he's really, really mellow and really smart. And he and and uh, Gervais get into these conversations, and it's hypnotic because they're both so smart and so well-read, and they have conversations. And this guy, this partner in this thing, I'm going to try to pull this up real quick, Um the it's uh the guy's name is sam harris and it's on probably uh, i found mine on uh, spotify but it's gervais and uh this goes back as far as 2022 no 21 i'm not sure how far back it goes but it was really interesting and some of the topics were um why do we lie that was pretty funny why do we care about the the uh, future of humanity i mean why do we care? Um, how does hypnosis work? Uh, what wow. makes something funny? Um, but Gervais, uh, he has a brain unlike many people that are in this business today. He's a, He is a gym. All right. I was going to do this one real quick just to wrap it up and play the new tune by Pete Townsend. The first song he's done. What did it say, Wes, by, in like, 20-something years? Yeah, it's been a really himself. long time since he put out a new single, a new solo single. 
uh, and his wife produced it and wrote it or something. Okay, with any luck, the story I had has vanished, but uh, sadly I can find it again because I know how to work you, my computer machine. Yeah, you, um, there's the whole history <laughs> section, which will bring up the things that you went to already. That That is way too much trouble, dude. Where is this? <laughs> he just wants um, to snap his fingers, Wes. I just want to, I want to look at it and think about it and have it happen, and that's going to be possible next because Elon Musk has his little yeah, brain chips coming up. Yeah, you better stop hating on him. Yeah, but there's you know, going to be a I, monthly charge for that. I'll If I could just have a thought and have something happen, I'll pay for that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, I, I certainly don't want that to happen to me. That You uh, think the end of the world, will be, that'll be end in 10 seconds. On a side note, while you're looking, Absolutely Mental it. Podcast is on Amazon Music, which is now included with Prime. It's also on podcast, it, it, on, on uh, Spotify. It's everywhere. Cool. And, but anyway, it's really good. And the other one that I, that I um, my, my son um, loves the one that Conan O'Brien does. He just swears it is incredibly funny. And I, I think Conan's okay. But Conan has on a bunch of great guests, but it's still hard to top. Um, son of a, my brain is just not working. It's it's Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes and. Oh yeah, we talked about that a long time ago. Shoot, Bateman, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett. It's uh, senseless. I, I I don't know. Look it up for yourself. I am not your damn computer. All right. Irregular, uh, irregular no. thoughts. No, that's Conan. Bain. No. No, uh, I don't. I don't know. Just use your own personal Google machine. Okay. Stress. Prevalent, more than ever. Anxiety. I was talking yesterday to one of my kids uh, about. Uh, anxiety and depression among their age group of people and their circle of friends. And they're all taking either Zoloft or Lexapro or something to keep them, I guess, able to function in the world because it's a pretty heavy time. And there are many things to be stressed about. There always have been. And I, I that made me think of a comment I saw about somebody that was talking about how people want to hearken back to the olden days of the mid fifties and late sixties when are or, or, or the mid sixties when things were so different and everything was so good. And it's never been that way. No, it's never been stress-free anxiety-free. We've always had males and females and children and governments and problems and money issues and, and marriage issues and issues of all kinds Depression's been around for as long as there have been people. Yeah. And so it's, it's, there's stresses, have always been stresses. And there are reasons why there are more, because there's, well, there's more people and more shit to be stressed about. And man, are we stressed. You want to guess what state is the most stressed out of the 50? Wallet Hub is who does these surveys and they do this as a profession I suppose I'm not sure toward what end but they examine dozens and dozens of metrics across various categories this one's about stress involving work family money health and safety everything from immediate income average number of hours that you work the hours that you sleep 
uh, separation and divorce rates are all part of the of the uh, data that they accumulate. And the number one most stressed state in America, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I, guess because I've seen it. I blame it, yeah. the governor, uh, Tater Reeves, for that and his racist ass. Uh, but anyway, uh, they were the most stressed state in the nation. And I'm only kind of kidding about him, but not really. It's a racist state and it's a poor state, uneducated state, uh, but it does have some good parts to it, like all states. Number one, in money-related stress, Mississippi. Number two, Louisiana. Maybe that's why they are always the top two most corrupt states in America. Any Maybe. relation there, perhaps? Uh, New I Mexico, West Virginia, Nevada, Arkansas, number one in health and safety kinds of stresses, Alabama, Kentucky, Texas, and Oklahoma. Everybody down most. here. <laughs> Except they didn't bring in Tennessee to it. Um, I don't know why, because, well, I guess uh, we're not, I don't know why. Tennessee, there's no marijuana in Tennessee because it's not legal. So I don't know why they, they're they not more stressed <laughs> out because they aren't high. Right. Uh, I, but, I of course, Arkansas is, is just higher than crap, and so is Mississippi, I guess. Huh? I would have thought Louisiana would be number one because, well, like Mississippi, there's poverty and, and things like that. But, with, I mean, with freaking hurricanes. Oh, that's weather stuff. I mean, that's, well, there's, that there's stresses of, you out, too. There's yeah. lots of reasons. All right, well, that's yeah. enough of that shit. Uh, Pete Townsend has returned with a song. It is one song, uh, a forthcoming album not mentioned. All I saw was that it was his wife wrote, produced this thing, and I didn't know what to expect from Pete, who has done so much incredible work since the late 60s with The Who, and is probably heading toward 80 years old, and he did the song, and I did not expect to hear what I heard, but here is what I heard, and here you can hear it now. It's called Can't Outrun the Truth. It is new from... Pete Townsend. This is Drake Digital. All right. <laughs> 